see your wonderful faces here. Amen. Tap your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready. Amen. I think what God is doing is so profound sometimes when last week when our sister started uh, has has lesson on during discipleship class it was just so mind-boggling and mind-blowing because it was some of the things the Lord was dealing with me about amen and I couldn't apprehend and comprehend with it until today and I believe God has got something ready for somebody amen praise the Lord Let's go to the book of Joshua, chapter 24. The book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 13 to 15. Verse 13 says, and I read, And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye build not. And ye dwell in them of the vineyard and olive yard which ye planted not do ye eat. Now therefore fear the Lord. Tell your neighbor, fear the Lord. Come on, tell your neighbor, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt said the Lord and if it seems evil to you to set the Lord choose for yourself this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of Amorite in whose land he dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord hallelujah I want you to look at the face of your neighbor and say, Neighbor, let us serve the Lord. Let us serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you. I've got an assignment here, and it is so profound because it is going to complement to some of the things that the servant of the Lord have executed here. My Bible made it so clear to me, and the Bible said that it happened in the days when Joshua has been given the mandate to lead the children of Israel, and he's done the job very well. And when you look at this text carefully, one of the words that is repeatedly repeated here is the word serve. And you and I know in literature, I don't know much about literature, but I one of the things literature taught me when I was in school is that repetition is the way of emphasizing a point. Now he introduced a subject by calling the children of Israel and assembling them and telling them that I've, I've realized some things and I want you to make a choice. The word serve means perform duties or services for another person or an organization. It also means to present food or drink to someone. That is what I enjoy the most. To work for, to do your duty to. So when I look at the word serve, it's a very profound word. And it's, 
Its usage has been abused within the fabric of our society. Mother Teresa made a quote, and I want to quote to you. It said, give your hand to serve and your heart to love. Another man called Neil T. Anderson said, we don't serve God to gain his acceptance. We are accepted, so we serve God. We don't follow him in order to be loved. We are loved, so we follow him. Serving must be on the premise of knowledge. Say, on the premise of knowledge. You can't serve someone you don't know. To make it more clearer, I want to expand this point to you. It doesn't matter how good you are in cooking, you can't serve somebody you don't know. The waiter or the waitress serve food in the restaurant and things, but they can what they do is they listen to you and they follow what you request for. Therefore, if they don't know you, they can't serve you because some of us are very allergic to certain food. So it doesn't matter how well you can cook, you can't serve me if you don't know me. Praise the Lord. Which means that serving must be based on the premise of knowing the person you are serving. Therefore, if God is calling us to serve him, we cannot serve God without knowing God. And when you are serving somebody, you must understand that you serve the person according to how he wants you to serve him. Do you understand my point? So God is calling somebody to a place of what? Of service. I started a series some time ago and I told you just obey God. I want to, I want to come to another level for you to understand that obedience is the beginning of the journey. Say it's the beginning of the journey. Our act of serving God must be progressive, moving from grace to grace. The Bible said in the book of Joshua chapter 24 verse 13, it said, And I have given you a land of which ye did not labor for, cities which ye did not build, and I have given you a place uh, you are eating the, the produce of things you have not labored for. Why must I serve God? Because he has done so much for you and I that we cannot tell at all. Praise the Lord. When you look at the, when you look at the same text carefully, uh, the Joshua chapter 24, verse number 3, it came down and it said that the Bible said that Joshua was telling the truth of Israel. This was a girl who took your father Abraham, our, our grandfather Abraham. He took him from a place of idol, a place of limitation, a place of no beauty, no glory. And God took him and brought him to a place. And the Bible said he landed him and he made him a great person. And when he did that, he also blessed him with Isaac who happened to be a covenant child. A child that his appearance broke the protocol of humanity, broke the protocol of, de- of doctors and, and the medical field. His appearance was the epitome. It was a sign of what God can do in the place of what men said God cannot do anything. 
He gave Isaac. He gave Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. And now the Bible said that he gave them what? A place of inheritance. And as time goes on, he introduces in the verse number five. He said, I sent Moses and Aaron to bring you out of your plague. I brought you out of enslavement, encampment, restriction, governizing a system where you were being remoted. You did not have pleasure in doing what you wanted to do. You were laboring day and night and your laboring was benefiting others. We've come so far. Tell your neighbor we've come so far. The Bible also did mention in the verse number 7 of the same chapter 24. It said, when they cried unto the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians so that you will have freedom when you are leaving Egypt. God have done so much for you. He brought you into the land of the Amorite. People rose up against you, but the Lord fought for you. He destroyed them. Why? Because he protected you. Then there came the Baal of the sons of Zippo, king of Amor, and also rose against you. But the Lord, they intended to curse you. They intended to destroy you. But I, the Lord, came in and turned their, their curse into blessing for you. By the time I landed in the verse number 10, he said, By could not aching unto the Balaam. God did not allow curse to come to us. The verse number 11 says, When you got to Jordan, when you got to Jericho, I, the Lord, fought against all for you. The Etai, the Evi, the Amorite, the Jebusite, I fought them for you. Precious one listening to me right now, God is calling somebody because he preserved your life when you have no power to protect yourself. That is why when God is calling you to a place of service, it is not just, when I talk about the place of service, I'm not just talking about, I'm just not just talking about a place of rendering service alone, but it must comply to the dictatorship of this God. Praise the Lord. Look at how Mo Joshua was talking to those people. The decision of serving God. Must be done consciously and independently, praise the Lord. Because the Bible said in the 24 verse 15, it said, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, some of you hearing the sound of my voice, it sound like it is evil to serve the Lord. He said, because you have not recognized the benefit of this God, I want you to choose this day who you will serve. Praise the Lord. Now I want you to understand that these were people who have got benefit from this God. They have got extreme benefit, absolute total benefit from this God. But their inability to appreciate this God, the Bible said, if it seems evil, some of us hear in the sound of my voice, it looks, it seems serving God is evil. Let me redefine serving God. It is a place of total, absolute dependence on the instructions of God. It is a place of commitment and dedication that is surrendering to God's instruction. When I talk about serving God, I'm talking about a lifestyle of having a constancy in obeying God and listening to God and focusing on God. 
The children of Israel wanted to focus on God temporarily. They wanted to serve God in certain days and wanted to follow his instructions when things were conducive for them. But Joshua said, I want you to understand that this that we are talking about, there should be some constancy. Say the word constancy. The word constancy brings out the word called faithfulness. When you meet the word constancy, it it, within it is embedded the word faithfulness, loyalty, reliability, dependability, devotion. It also introduces a word I call fidelity. The word fidelity means faithfulness to a person, cause or belief demonstrated in continual loyalty and support. Another definition say the degree of exactness, the degree of exactness with which something is copied or reproduced. What does it mean? What God wants to do on this planet Earth, he's unable to do it because he has dedicated certain power and authority unto us for us to execute what must be executed in heaven. That is why Jesus said that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because there is something going on in heaven that that must synchronize with that which is going on on this planet. But I need somebody who is willing to come to the point of absoluteness to serve me. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, he's done so much, serve him. Oh, uh, Joshua said, I was nobody when I was in Egypt. Nobody recognized me. Nobody located me. But God sent a man called Moses. And his appearance was the appearance of a brightness of a new day in my life. I had not been this God who came into my life. I, Joshua, son of Num, I would have been irrelevant. I would not be even recognized in the midst of humanity. But because this God sent and Moses uh, who came to my rescue. Uh, I was in the place of greatness uh, but limited by my surrounding. Uh, I was in the place of greatness uh, but the community the system have uh, put an embargo on me. I was unproductive in the place of productivity. Why? Because uh, I was limited by a man but the appearance of this God uh, brought about the glamour, the beauty that you see today. Why must I declare? Why must I not declare the goodness uh, and the commitment that I need to commit to him. He said in the verse number 15, he said, I and my family, I have no authority over anybody's family, but I and my family, we have decided to serve the Lord. Is there anybody in this house whose family has benefited and I did not be the love of God in that family? There would be no hope in that family. Tap your neighbor and say to your neighbor, let us serve God. My Bible said, and I move forward. It said, I want you to understand something. Some of us forget so quickly. In the book of First Chronicles, chapter ten, verse number thirteen to fourteen, the Bible says, Saul died for his transgression. Let me read it properly. The Bible says, Saul, Saul, Saul died. For his transgression which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord which he kept not. And also for asking counsel of one that had familiar spirit to inquire of it. And inquire not of the Lord. Therefore he slay him and turned the kingdom unto David the son of Jesse. How 
how can, if there is somebody to serve God, come on, come on, come on, you don't get me. If there is somebody to serve God, it should be Saul serving God. Why must Saul serve God? My Bible said that Saul was sent by his father. And the Bible said he was looking for a donkey at a wrong place. He located himself. He was somebody who was born in the least tribe. And within the least tribe, he was the least within the least. My Bible said that Saul was looking for his father's donkey day and night. He tried. He tried all day long and he couldn't find it. My Bible said that he located a prophet called Samuel. The appearance of the prophet is a symbolism of the presence of God. The Bible said not only did he find his father's donkey, he didn't find his father's donkey. He was searching for his father's donkey. But the Bible said the donkeys he was laboring day and night for was, was guarded by the hand of this God and placed in the place for his father's survive. And my Bible said not only was the donkeys that he was looking for, found by God, not by himself. Found by what? God. And my Bible said not only did God find what he was looking for, but he was looking, my God. Saul was looking for himself, but he didn't know how to locate himself. The appearance of God caused him to be recognized. My Bible said he was nobody but became the king of Israel. The Bible said God took him from nowhere, placed him to be somewhere. If there is somebody to serve this God, it should be Saul. Is there any Saul in this house? <laughs> is there any Saul in this house who have benefited from the absoluteness of the grace of God? If I serve the Lord, I remember many years ago when the doctors told me I was about to die. They gave me few weeks, few months to leave. But I met this God and told me that you shall not die, but you shall live to declare my goodness. And as I stand here today, I stand here because not what the doctor said to me, but because what this God said to me. If there is somebody to serve God, it should be this person standing here. Hallelujah. My Bible says Saul neglected God. And my Bible says he said, I have found David my servant. The word servant is telling you somebody who serves me. <laughs> oh my God. In, in Psalm 108, verse 20 to 23, it said, I have found my servant David, Kabbalosa. It said, with my holy oil have I anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established. And also my hand shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him, nor the sound of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his fox before his face and plague those who hate him. When you serve God, you have absolute protection. When you serve God, you maximize your full potential. David was a man who loved God, served God wholeheartedly, was not interested in what men were saying, but was interested in fulfilling what God said. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, look at how David made me realize that God was his priority. 
I told you from the start that when you are serving somebody, you don't go by what you want to serve. You go by what the person wants. If the person wants a little salt, you put a little salt in. That is why I like it in this country when you are preparing tea for somebody. It doesn't matter how good you are in your house in preparing tea. There are things you have to ask the person. Do you want sugar or you don't want sugar? Do you want salt or you don't want Some of us, we take salt in our tea anyway. Praise the Lord. You have to ask the person, do you want it thick or you want it light? Because the satisfaction of the person you are, you are serving, you receive the full reward of what you can receive from the person. Now David put it in this way. Look at what David said. You know this already. Psalm 23. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Stop there. Shepherd dictate what the flock does. If the shepherd wants the flock to eat today, he opens the door, he allows them. David called himself, I am a sheep. God is my shepherd. I don't do anything he doesn't want me to do. I comply. I am a total and absolute person who listens to God and follow his dictatorship. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. He make me to lie down. I don't want to lie down, but I lie down anyway. But when I lie down, I happen to lie down in green pastures. Give me some soft tones. Uh, about the same song we sang. Praise the Lord. God is interested in marvelous in your life, making your life marvelous. But what you must do is absolute word, dependence on his word. You go to the house of God, you say, I'm going to serve God. Serving God is a lifestyle. Serving God is a decision that must be taken independently, exclusively. And consciously. It is a place. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 19, Jesus said... The man said, then he said unto them, it's a follow me. Say the word follow me. The first thing you must do and you must know is that serving God is being initiated in obedience. Sustained in obedience. Completed in obedience. Without obedience, the person who says he's serving God is not serving God. When you initiate yourself in obedience, sustain yourself in obedience, and you finish in war. Obedience. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. It's an old foolish Galatian who has bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eye Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by the work of the law. For by the hearing of the faith, are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, and are yet now made perfect by the flesh. Precious one, under the sound of my voice, God is calling the church 
to initiate themselves into the place of obedience. I told you last two weeks, I said, just obey God. But in obeying God, he doesn't just want you to obey him with, with, with any reason. Listen, you can, anybody, everybody who obeys God doesn't mean they serve God. But everybody who serves God obeys God. What do I mean? The Bible said, Jesus said to Peter, I want you to launch your net. And the Bible said he launched the net. That was obedience. But he said, I want you to follow me and I want you to come into the absoluteness of obedience. I want you to, oh, precious one, God, the, the Bible, discipleship class, this, this wonderful gift of God did, it is concluding what this message is for. God is calling the church to a place of a lifestyle of obedience. When you have encountered this God and somebody tell you not to serve him, you can tell the person the benefit I've benefited and the benefiting and the benefits I am benefiting from serving him, no man can give it to me. In First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, the Bible said, David, having encountered the seven God, he says something to Solomon, and that is what I'm going to share with you to end this message. The Bible said, he said, is that ah, for you, my son Solomon, know the Lord. God. I told you that the beginning of moving into a realm of service is knowing God. Knowing. Without knowing you can't move forward. It said, my son Solomon know the God of your father and serve him with loyal heart and with a willing word, mind. For the Lord searched all heart and understand all the intents of the thoughts. If you seek him, you will find him by if you seek him, he will find you by. If, if you seek him, he will be found by you. If you forsake him, he will cast you off every forever. Look at me. <laughs> In John chapter 2, verse 5. The Bible said that Jesus' mother asked him and said, I want you to prepare us some wine. I'm getting ready to finish now. <laughs> the Bible said that the mother knew that Jesus could work something out. But he didn't leave it in the hands of a husband. He didn't leave it in the hands of a doctor. He didn't leave Jesus around, people around Jesus he left certain kinds of people who were servants. Come on, say servant. His mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. When you are a servant, you are able to reach out to the higher level of accessibility. The Bible says, he said, when you are a servant, it doesn't matter what the master says, you say, yes, Lord. Our sister did mention a scripture. It's in, in John chapter 15. It said, if you remain in the vine, you the branch, you will benefit. If you are the plant, who decides where the branch should be? Is it not the plant? Who decides when the branch eats? Is it not the plant? God wants you to come to the point of saying, yes, Lord. 
<laughs> Jesus came to that point. He said, not my will be done, but I just want to please you. Serving God is not a place of laughter alone. It's a serious matter. Pray your neighbor, serve God. I don't know who this message is for, but I've met, I've met men in my life, I've met people in my life who have labored for their whole life, left great wealth in the hands of their children, but because there was no God, everything came down. But I've also met a woman who had nothing. The only thing she taught me, who was a prophet, she taught me how to go to the sacred place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And when I encountered this God, I came to a conclusion that no weapon that fashioned against me shall prosper. I am here to tell somebody, you can build. I see people building. I see people moving forward in their life. And everybody is saying, these guys are moving forward. But later, would you find out that the time will come when the storms will come, when the wind will blow, when the rain will come, and you will realize that they did not build their house, not on the rock, but in the sun. Precious one, under the sound of my voice, God wants you to come to the point where you will compare yourself with no man but you only compare yourself with yourself in the presence of God I don't know who this message is for but God is calling the church to a place of absoluteness to the place of serving to a place of dedication to a place of loyalty to a place of fidelity to a place of loyalty to God I don't know who this is for but I'm here to tell you the Bible said there is no man who has ever put his trust in this God and has ever been put to shame. It says some trust in Charles and some trust in horses, but those who trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion that is unmovable and unshakable. Tap your neighbor and say, now is the time to serve God. I don't know what you have benefited. I don't know how many people are against you. My Bible said Joshua stood forth and said, I don't care the number of people be with me because I've seen the limitless efficiency of God working for my glory. I've seen God taking nothing and making us something. We have won battle, not by the many, but it's more because God said it. But I, I have decided today now is a time or never that we will serve the Lord. There are some things that heaven wants to do on earth. Is there anybody in this room that is willing to partner with God to execute heavenly purpose? It said there is a purpose in heaven that must be executed on this earth. Is there anybody in this house who is willing to serve God? Come on, tap your neighbor and say, serve the Lord. 
stand on your feet. I don't know. I don't know. It is not a place where you can talk on behalf of somebody because the master would say it. I want you to pray a prayer today and say, Holy Spirit, take me now. Nobody can serve God without the Spirit of God. You want to pray today for yourself and say it to God because it said, without me, ye can do nothing. Begin to pray. Hold the hand of your neighbor and begin to pray for them and say, Lord, give this one what it takes that they will serve you with all diligence, that they will serve you with all their heart and with all their might. Lord, I need my household and everything in my life to serve you. Come on, begin to pray and say, Holy Spirit, make me now, make me now your servant. 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 Come on, begin to pray for your brother. Somebody must serve God. If there is somebody to serve God, it should be us who have encountered him. Come on, begin to pray. Look at what Joseph said. He said, I'm not going to talk to the Egyptians because they've not benefited from this God. I'm not going to talk to them. But those of you who have encountered this God, those of you who have benefited, <laughs> maybe you have got a good wife, maybe you have got a good children, you got good children, maybe your finances is okay. Had it not been the Lord on your side, you would have been put into Shambak. It's not because you are skillful. That is what he said. What have we got that was not given to us by God? Those who said, Among all of these things I've told you, you have seen the goodness of this God. If there is somebody to serve God, it should be we the beneficiaries. We have benefited from God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to close your eyes everywhere you are now. Holy Spirit, move me now. My life, all again. Spirit, move over me. Spirit, move over me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, move me some of you you've easily forgotten what God has done for you but God is calling you to a place of commitment a lifestyle of obedience it is no more you but God it is no more you but God thank you Holy Father thank you Jesus Abraham depended on this God Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, move me now. You have given too much excuses. God is counting on you, somebody. Last 
time, let this be your prayer. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, hold me, Lord. I want to serve you, Lord. My love, all again. Just leave it true. somebody here your life your life was preserved by God if there is somebody to show kindness to God who saved your life father give you want to pray a prayer give me strength to serve you begin to pray tomorrow is going to be 16th hold my hand I pray today in the name of Jesus I hold your hand and I lift you up. The star on your life that was taken. May the Lord restore it. Come to me, come here. Thank you. Look at me. There is somebody here. Whilst I was preaching, you were feeling a strong heat. In your hand where's the person I want you to put that hand on your chest right now who is that you felt look at me look at me look at me you felt heat in your palm I want you to place it on your chest that anointing over your life that is being pressed down today God is restoring to you right now I said, God is restoring to you right now. In the name of Jesus. Everybody lift up your right hand. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. That your place of limitation. May God take you out of there. I pray that may God bring you to the point of realization. That there is no other person to serve than him. May he give you the strength to serve him. May your life never be the same. May you see the fullness of his word being manifested in the life of your children, in the life of your marriage, in the life of your education, and everything surrounding you in the name of Jesus. You shall not die, but you shall live to testify the goodness of God. You will be glorified and God will be praised in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for today. Have your way with us in the mighty name of Jesus. We call it done in Jesus' name. Somebody shout, Amen. Shall we shall?